0: G'day, everybody. Welcome back to Punching Sideways. Josh here. Just chiming in to let you guys know, this is part two of mine and Mel's conversation with John Arthur Elliott, aka The Camel Guy. We actually finish up the first part of this chat at about the twelve thirteen minute mark, but there's more to come. I actually let the backup recorder run and John was happy for us to throw in some of the post chat, which is some of the most interesting and kind of relaxed stuff that we talked about. We covered the best palmy that John had had, how food on this journey has kind of brought him and local people together in a way that maybe he wasn't expecting it to on the level that it did. So all that stuff was super cool. And right at the end, Mel and I finish up with our regular post, post chat in this case. So you can support the show by going to buymeacoffee.com slash Joshua C. Liston. If that's too hard to remember, punchingsideways.com and click on a button there. You can play the show, share the show and do all the things with the show that you like. So we'll jump back in with Mel now, who's putting the question about the technology to John. And yeah, thanks guys. And here we go. I think that you brought up something interesting in there about just the gear and acquiring stuff. I think Mel mentioned earlier to me that she was fascinated by some of the things that you've managed to keep doing through the trip, which, uh, as far as journaling the trip and producing the content and all that stuff. So is this an okay time, Mel, just to
1: I have two questions. Yeah,
0: we can table that for a minute then.
1: Yeah. Um, Well, no, we'll ask that right now because I, I, I'll come back to my other question. But how are you managing to do this? Because it all looks fairly like obviously um, technology has evolved a little bit. But you're here now. You're talking to us. You're doing a podcast. You're posting videos all the time. Are you doing all this yourself? I know you've got a documentary coming out, which is cool. We'll have to plug that when that. That is actually yep. out. But is this all just you just learning as you go?
0: Haven't trained Charlie the camel how to do Instagram yet.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, the uh, look, it, at the start I was trialling everything. I was trying blogs, I was doing some videos, doing everything, and that it kind of really settled down after the first year because uh, I didn't want this to become like another job. Like, you know, uh, as soon as the Instagram and other things started to grow, I kind of, relaxed and backed down on a lot of that stuff from the initial kind of hanging a banner out on my camel to create more kind of interest because i'd end up at camp every night either editing a video or replying to like 100 instagram messages of, from new followers that are like hey i just came on what's this all about so i uh i backed it down uh, a little bit but i still try to share you know as much as i can on on uh on instagram and stuff like that so i had to kind of figure out how do i bring probably more tech that's been brought to a camel track like ever before like yeah, how do i stay connected in order to share as much or as little as i wanted to so that evolved on the trip like in gundu Indi, i ended up uh getting a communications company to come out and i said our mission is to install a mobile phone signal booster on a camel saddle yes. so <laughs> we end up installing this uh, mobile phone signal be- booster on on Bill's the camel, and we have got to, you know, figure out what, how to connect it to the battery and everything like this. And so we got we got that all sorted. So if we've got one bar of three G, we've got that brings us up to full bars, so we can connect. Uh, then we've got a, how do we run all our power? So we've got a, a one hundred twenty five amp hour lithium battery, which runs off either uh, solar blankets or we've also got a one kva yamaha generator as well which we have on the side of a camel so uh, no matter what happens we've got power we've got a 35 liter waco fridge we've got a projector and a movie screen with surround sound so that we can have these like epic little movie nights in the middle of nowhere and uh, we can set a table for four for, for dinner so if i have unexpected guests you know they're well kind of catered for and wherever that lounge room is I really wanted to have the challenge of of bringing all this stuff to a camel trek, but a lot of those niceties and and luxuries will probably drop off as I hit the middle of the desert. So uh, a lot of those uh, yeah extras that are good now will probably just be replaced by water weight. So the weight of my cap on my camels won't change, but it's just you know you, you're not looking for to have a laptop out there. You probably want an extra five litres of water. So you've just got to constantly. Make those sacrifices to hit these more serious parts in the middle of the desert. But whilst I've been doing the east coast, where that, that's not a problem, it's uh, all the way down from Queensland down to here in Tasmania. Yeah, it's it's great. You can have these luxuries, and and it's uh, it's been good to kind of have a little bit of that tech involved with the appreciation of travelling in such an old style.
1: Gundawindi, you've mentioned a lot. I feel like that's a very significant place. For you, that's where you got Charlie, you got mobile, you got more mobile reception than half the places around this area by the sound <laughs> of it. And you just take it, <laughs> take it with you. You're talking about going back, well, going across the desert. So there is a, a finish point. And is that yeah. when you're just going to trek back home to Perth and and pull up stumps? And how do you feel about that?
2: next week i'll I'll, uh be 4100 to 4200 odd kilometers into the trip if i'd gone my originally planned route which was just queensland through to western australia that would mean that in the next week or two my my whole trip would have been over if i'd stuck to the original the original route instead i am further from the end point than when i began uh we're just the most southern tip of uh of tasmania within the next few weeks the uh, next three weeks or so so it's at the point now where i'm kind of i'm ready to start heading home like i i think uh if i was going to be home or going to be back towards home in the next couple of weeks i'd still be thinking you know that's a little bit too early uh as much as it is kind of daunting knowing that there's knowing that there's another four and a half thousand kilometers between me and, yeah. and and getting back back there so uh, trekking through the de- desert is a lot quicker because of the massive lack of pubs and wineries that are out there. So, uh, the East Coast tracking, you do ha- have a few roadblocks on the way down.
1: <laughs> are you like, <laughs> I'm just getting your visual of you being like Forrest Gump running and just, <laughs> you've just, <laughs> you're just going to keep running until all of a sudden you just turn around and just stop. And just look around, and it's it's all. I'm just I'm just running. I just <laughs> like running. <laughs> it,
2: I wouldn't be surprised if there was a point where I just drop that lead rope and just go. That's it. Yeah. Like, it's not about going back to WA. It's just about walking until I'm done walking. So, yep. uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if at some point, you know, I just drop the lead rope and you know. Or, or did something like, because no one's ever walked through every single state with camels before. Yeah. You know, doing a thing where I walk right to the edge of the WA border and I'm like looking at it and I just go, don't want the record and just <laughs> yeah. drop the lead rope, free the camels and like you, you'll have a good life here and, and, uh, you just kind of be done. Just call up someone on the SAT phone. I'm sitting on the WA border, can't get me.
0: Yeah. Well, there's plenty of wineries in South Australia, so you might just have to stop a bit early. So yeah, yeah. just, If it's okay if we finish up today, John, I just, we've talked a lot about what you've done in your previous life and this new life, and maybe not quite as much about who you are, and I'm getting this vibe that you're an incredible person, and it's one of the most enjoyable, I've done hundreds of podcast interviews over the last 10 years, and this is definitely right near the top for me. What have you learned about yourself that you maybe didn't expect to learn, or has there been any revelations about you as a person throughout this journey that you didn't really expect to ever discover?
2: I I think my relationship, uh, and I was only talking about this with the guy who's house I'm at, you know, your your relationship with time. uh, I think that my relationship with time is, is just really taking a whole new perspective in order to value and appreciate how little time we have. Sometimes you actually have to slow right down, not speed right up. So Appreciate a moment and appreciating exactly where I'm at uh, is probably something that's at an all time high right now, as opposed to rushing to wherever I think I'm meant to be going. You know, I think sometimes, you know, in that mad keen rush to get to wherever you think you need to be, you, you stop, you forget to stop and pause and just realize how amazing it is exactly where you're at right now.
1: I'm bad with moments. On that note, <laughs> success, you talked about success of a good car, success of like the next level. Tell me how your definition of success has changed from when you were a high roller with all this money to, to what, what you are doing right now.
2: Yeah, I, I think uh, it's good to challenge your perspective on, on what that is. Like uh, Everyone's journey with what success is, is completely, completely different. So I've, had the benefit of being able to witness or being able to spend time with every single kind of Australian that Australia has to offer. Uh, And I don't find any particular group more happier or less content or more content than any others. You know, it's been more so the person's individual journey in that space for however much they do or don't have. So uh, realizing the power that you have to A, determine the benchmarks of what success is and it's really up to you to to have it or not have it. You know, you're the ones that sets the terms of that game. So if you make it unachievable, financial or you know, uh, uh, materialistic kind of things, you know, maybe you're setting a, a benchmark that that's that's you know that's not your kind of thing. Just because everyone else is setting that benchmark doesn't mean you have to. So yeah, really taking the power back for what success means uh, is probably a, a for me being a, a big game changer for like meets the world's my oyster after this. You can just pick any definition of what success means and like, and then go towards it and go, fuck, I'm a success now. Like, <laughs> I, you know, like, cause I don't really give a shit how you define it. I really don't. Like I, like I, I determine the, the, I determine the rules of the game. And, and so if I want to make it really achievable, I can, if I want to make it a real challenge and push it, then I can like, yeah, you're, you're in control of that.
0: That's awesome.
1: Yeah. On that note. I think we should let you let you go. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's been awesome mate. for Thanks joining so much. us. I've learnt so much. I'm I'm supremely disappointed I didn't get to see the camel man when he was around Bethanga. but I'm very grateful that I got to speak to you today. And I hope that a lot of other people will follow the rest of your journey and actually get onto your social. So, how can we follow you?
2: Yeah. So look, uh, the Instagram is John A R T Elliot. John Art Elliot. The Facebook is John Arthur Elliott or you can just Google John Camelman and it comes up with my website and a few other articles and other bits and pieces. So, um, yeah, you can jump through there. The Facebook's a pretty good way to do it because uh, every time I move, it gives a link to my live GPS tracker and if i posted something on Instagram, it's on Facebook as well. So that's like they're all in one kind of spot.
1: Cool. Excellent. And hopefully a documentary coming out in the not-too-distant future.
2: Yeah, and I might actually see you guys, uh, you know, if I end up really forest gumping it and like gone for another lap, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we so, hope you do. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: The, the forest gump of the camel world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I
0: just hope that there's not a Jenny in your future. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about it. You left the Jennies behind. They were the ones that were yeah. were the yeah. lovely ladies that only liked you for your car. Don't yeah, worry car, about those car ones. chasing
0: Jennies. <laughs> thanks, John.
1: Thanks, really John. Really appreciate your time. It's been
2: awesome, mate. Thanks so much. Cheers. Thanks so much, guys. Thanks for having me on. See ya. Bethanga was a great spot. It's good to know that your mum likes my hugs.
1: Yeah, and it, it was just something that just. She has pink hair. She's like, he wouldn't remember me. She had pink hair. I know she loves Gary, and I know you got to hang out with Gary and and Kate and all that. And it is, they're great publicans. They only took that over not too long. Oh, you'd know all this anyway, but not too long before you got there.
2: And it really
1: reinvigorated the town.
2: Food was really good as well. Like, yeah, we came in there and they, they did a, like a stupid amount of palmies when we came up there and had the camels next to the pub. Like it was their biggest palmy night that they'd had. <laughs> uh, but even like a girl who had a, a Airbnb right cottage next to the pub, she's like, yep, you can stay in there. And so everyone was bringing food for the camels every day. And it was just – because I wasn't originally planning on going to Bethanga. Like yeah. I was going to cross Aubrey-Wodonga and then I got a message from the Bethanga Hotel going, hey, we found out you're around. Do you want to come up to the pub? So – I literally the next day said, "Yeah, fuck it, I'll see you in, I'll see you in two days." And then I crossed Bathanga Bridge, and I was like, "This is the best way to come. Like, this is amazing."
1: Yeah, and it just it looks so good. How funny is that? Like, oh, just just a three day detour to, to get yeah, out to yeah. Bathanga. Yeah. Big detour. Did you then go to Tangam as well? Like to the next yeah. pub in the chain? Is that what?
2: Tangambalanga and uh, uh, Talangana and uh, went through there. So we went all the way up and around, um, a nice big detour, and then out to Yakandanda for those Gumtree Pies. They are off the hook.
1: Yeah.
0: Shout
2: out Gumtree Pies. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I literally detoured, like, to go and get those pies. Someone gave me one of the pies further down the track, and I'm like, all right, we need to incorporate to go through there. So I'm no longer going through Beechworth. I'm going to Yakandanda instead. And then I find out that they've got a store in bloody Beechworth as well, so I didn't need a detour. <laughs> um, but I rocked up and smashed like three pies on the spot, and then got like a dozen to take away. So yeah, they were <laughs> great
0: <pie>. Nice.
1: <laughs> oh, that's amazing. How have you actually? How have you found um, keeping your weight stable? Has that been hard?
2: Yeah, it, it's it, like. The beer and palmies is outweighed by the, you know, 60 to 100 kilometres of walking a week. So we, we say I seem to have that equilibrium. It's just right on the cut.
0: How many so, steps do you reckon that is? You'd be doing, what, 20 or so, 30,000 a day or something, is it?
2: Yeah, yeah, or more, yeah. Or more, yeah. Correct. Yeah. And um, so I think, like, when COVID hit, like, the, the, my chicken parmigiano intake started to decrease. So I started <laughs> to drop some kilos, like, so... It's good now being in Tassie, the food's right up again, so I'm I'm at the I'm at the good mid mid size again now.
0: I'm actually still recording, John, just so you know, just in case anything already revelations came out in this little chat. Do you <laughs> mind
2: if any
1: of this gets like used in little snippets? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Yeah.
0: Can I ask, as you are now a chicken parmesan expert, oh, yeah. what is the best Parmy you've had in, in Australia in your trek?
2: So there was a really good one at the Sea Spray Surf Club. Uh, that it and it, maybe it's because I hadn't had a seafood topper on a, a palmy before, but they it was a seafood, garlicky, creamy, cheesy sauce over the top, but it was really good seafood as well. Uh, that was that was up there, that was that was pretty much up there. It was one of the best ones,
0: yeah. Because I think that on the website, you might need a little section best palmy in each state and just make people compete.
2: <laughs> Yeah, I gotta say that's that would probably accelerate my weight gain because th- then I'd be detouring to like assess these palmies like down yeah
1: <laughs> yeah it wouldn't be just a thirty k detour. Someone get supremely disappointed if you didn't go and visit. Then how long? How long has it been since you um like how long between decent home cooked meals? Like what's the longest sort of trek you've gone without seeing civilization?
2: Oh, look. Like we eat really well because I've got the fridge there. We like I generally carry like slow cooked pork ribs, lamb shanks, and all this other kind of stuff. So, like a, a meal out on the track might be a, a rosemary and red wine lamb shank with garlic and parmesan <laughs> mash. Like so, not
0: what we're probably imagining.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like decent home cookers, and plus people find out you're coming through and. I've had more roast dinners on this trip than I've had in the last eleven years of my life. Like it's insane.
1: Is um cooking one of the things that you had to to get good at? Like you said you're a keyboard proficient man, but were you good at cooking or anything that before? Like is that one of the skills that you've had to hone in?
2: I' had done it a, like I had a passion for cooking before I just didn't do it much. So it's just allowed me to kind of explore the passion a bit more which has been kind of nice. So it's uh, – because your whole day revolves around what are you going to eat. Like you're trying to distract yourself mentally from the fact you've got 30, 35Ks in front of you. So you're thinking like, oh, I'm going to eat this. I'm going to do it this way. This is how it's going to be done. Oh, no, I'm not. I'll have that tomorrow. i do this. So you're just having this food kind of discussion in your head to distract yourself from, holy crap, I've got to walk for seven or eight hours, you know. <laughs> so –
1: how much do you have these discussions with the camels? Because I know growing up on a farm, like, I talk to the animals consistently because no one – like, I talk consistently so, and no one talks back. So I've got to sort of have some sort of audience sometimes. So are they part of the discussion on what, what you guys are going to eat, what we're going to do?
2: I'll show you, like <laughs> – so there's a, a Instagram, uh, Sarah Glover, like this Instagram kind of chef girl yeah. that's coming – today that's been preparing food, like, for the last few days for what we're having today. Oh, wow.
1: Wallaby that I shot, which is also a Bennett Wallaby. It was a female. It's a bit bigger. um, And I have cleaned it up. Um, I'm keeping the tail in this one, and I'm marinating it in a bottle of white wine, olives, cakes, and anchovies. And I'll let this sit for two days, and I'm going to actually make pulled um wallaby with it to share with some friends at a barbecue on saturday um but i want to give this a fair bit of time to marinate just to get all that acidity and um flavoring into my wallaby meat
2: so yeah that, that's the kind yeah. of terrible meal i'm enjoying today
1: yeah you're real struggling yeah. aren't you I yeah. Feel, yeah, feel yeah, yeah sorry for you
2: yeah
0: we might <laughs> have to so jump my- on the trek for a thousand k's and see how much we can eat
2: <laughs> yeah like K uh, it said so the locals are all really proud of where they cut like their the area and their produce and everything like that so you almost get the feeling like you come through some areas and they're like this is what we're known for We've, i've got to cook it for you so i've got to give you some so you've got farmers coming out giving you lamb chops so you've got there's fishermen coming out giving you abalone and crayfish and fish and like whatever you want and everything i do is on foot so i can't really walk and go shopping and, and check out all the places so i think people realize that so people just rock up to my camp with with food and gifts like an average day like it, it wouldn't be a, an abnormal day for uh, to get a couple of bottles of wine, a few beers, um, and some local produce dropped off to me on like every day or two. Oh, yeah, well,
0: that's I awesome! That's, that's I, really good.
2: I, did, I, did, I did a little Instagram story like because I passed a distillery that I um, I was like shit. I've passed it. I can't believe I you know, rookie mistake. So. I did that Instagram story and, like, two hours later, someone from the distillery had seen it and run out and, like, oh, sorry, you, you missed us. Here's a bottle of gin. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, no. Hellfire like, gin. That's <laughs>
1: it. it's a, yeah, it's it's a, a decent tactic of yours. You, you could just um, start Googling places and just go oh, pass this. It's unlucky. <laughs> <either."> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: I'm on foot. <laughs> Can't ride the camels. Send
1: gin now. <laughs> um, it's interesting you say that. I know – when I went overseas the 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 best memory I have is when I went to Portugal, and these people had nothing but they were so generous to share with me what what they did have to share and yep. and i I got toured around i don't know I must be in like this this weird novelty toy or something, but I got toured around their their soccer club in this little village. Because um, they found out, like, I was a trainer at the time and, and I'm used to working with footballers and stuff like that. And they ended up giving me their premiership flag. <laughs> and I still have their premiership flag. But I just remember how how much they embraced me and how proud they were to show what was, to be fair, like a really shit ground, like with shit facilities. But they'd put so much work into it. They were just... And I was obviously very interested as well. And if you show an actual genuine interest, people will embrace yeah. you and continue to share that story. So you're obviously doing that. So well done.
2: Yeah, the, 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 there's there's a lot of times where you like I try to stop for as many photos as I can. Try to answer every question I can. Like you get the same twenty odd questions on repeat several times a day. But it's it's almost like uh, panning panning for gold like you know you're panning for like a new friendship or a new connection or something like this so it might be the 19th person that you've spoken to and stopped for photos and done that day and then they go hey you know what you want to you want to come and camp in my paddock or you know come down to the local secret drinking shed or whatever it is or you know that little secret unlocks you know that little <laughs> yeah. guidance experience or that little s- local secret kind of gets unlocked you never know which one, which experience or which interaction it's going to come from. Yeah. So you've got to throw the, throw the hugs and the nice and the, all, all this in there and 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 the, you're happy so they're happy so they're telling more people to come down, your reputation's really nice and then they, they get back and they think, you know what, we should go and invite him to this or show him that or whatever and later on down the track this amazing experience opens up. So it's like an exchange of value but not money like mm-hmm. usually running around trying to use money to do that. Uh, so I do what I do for free and then surprise, surprise, like because you're providing value or doing something out there, a little bit of value kind of comes back. It's that like this mutual exchange without the money passing hands.
1: Yeah, I liken it to, um, like I say, like I run around like I've been la just throwing seeds around, la-la-la, just on my own little tangent. and. It's amazing how, you know, I'll just look around sometimes and go, oh, actually, I wouldn't mind, you know, a tulip or something like that. And it's just there because you're not doing it with the intention of like getting like a money gratification or anything like that. It's just a genuine, it's a genuine and authentic thing that it does circle back.
2: I was uh, chatting to a girlfriend of mine. She was telling me these travel stories, and I'm like, I, I think I just I just realised like yeah, all these thick doors would open for you, and now I've got camels that all open for me. I finally realised what it's like to have breasts. Like, <laughs> like you know, all all of a sudden you're like, why? The why ultimate is unlock. This giving me a free drink. Why? Why <laughs> so nice? Not- yeah, I'd love to come back to your house. That'd be great. <laughs> like, yeah. like this is what it's like. It's amazing. It's wow. amazing. <laughs>
0: That's the key, guys. If you're still listening out there, if you can't get if you can't get hump humps, go get some camel humps. <laughs> Righto, we better we better call it. But
2: okay, I'm, I'm I'm so glad that that's where we're calling it. Like you know, out of out of all the really nice, profound things we've kind of gone through. Well, we always
0: up... have an after chat that gets a little bit. Uh, it's a little bit less serious, so we might tag that bit right on the end.
1: I tried to yeah. behave very well. With you because my brain would have definitely wanted to get into the orgy side of things, and I was like, I won't, I won't, I won't. I won't. I'll keep this on a very articulate and straight and narrow. Yeah, very good.
2: That's right, just DM me any questions later, guys. Uh, for. Okay. Well, thanks, thanks
0: so, much, so mate, much, and thanks for being so generous with your time. It's great.
1: Enjoy the wallaby.
2: Yeah, I will do. Yeah, oh, uh,
1: that
2: does yes, look good. So yeah, she she cooks amazing stuff. Her. uh Her Instagram is, you should check her out, her Instagram is Miss Sarah Glover. Oh, it's just consistent bush food porn. Like, just (laughs) amazing. Amazing. Nice.
1: <laughs> oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. We'll, I will be touching base with you intermittently to, <laughs> to keep, an, keep annoying you throughout yeah. your tracks.
0: Well, I'm just happy that Mel shared your stuff with me because, honestly, I wasn't familiar with it. So, yeah, it's been awesome.
2: Awesome, guys. I've had a great time. Excellent. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Thank you so much. <laughs> Cheers. See you, guys.
0: So that was John.
1: <laughs> oh, he's cool.
0: I think I might have fanboyed a little bit by the end there (gasps) telling him how amazing he was, but that's one of the most fun interviews I think I've done on any show, and that was amazing. Good work, producer Mel.
1: Thank you. I could have sat there and talked to him for hours, and it also makes me um, very sad-faced that I didn't go and meet him at the Pathanga Pub when I had the opportunity, because I would have loved to absorb some of his good, good vibes. He
0: was just giving them off, wasn't
1: he? Yeah. They were coming through. Like, So we're just for everyone listening, we had him on Skype and it was still resonating through the screen to us. So I hope yeah. you guys pick up on it in your earwaves.
0: It was probably as close to feeling like someone was in the same room as well, as certainly as we've done on this show. Yeah. It really felt like he was just at the other end of our coffee table here and-
1: he was in a computer, Josh.
0: Yeah, I know, but it didn't feel like there was a physical distance of a thousand k's. So
1: it didn't at all. And he, um, and that ver- that generosity really came through because he just allowed us much more time to talk than probably what he thought was going to happen as well. And Have you ever I thought really appreciate that? that.
0: Surely this guy can't be this nice and this cool, <laughs> and then to work out he's nicer and cooler than he even portrays.
1: Yeah. Do you know what else? So there's, there's bits that I really had to bite my tongue and not ask on the podcast because I, I've heard other fun stories about his Playboy days. And I really wanted to know that, but it would have um, taken away from what he's doing at the moment, I think.
0: He seems like he's completely left that life behind, so yeah. it might have just lessened him as a person really to bring it up too much. But, I mean, I'm sure people can go and dig up those articles. Do you know
1: what? I... I'm going to retract that and say it wouldn't lessen him as a person because from where he's come to where he is, is an amazing step. Yeah. So, it also makes me appreciate and respect him much more.
0: Yeah. He's lived a certainly an interesting life and the camel stuff's just – I'm so happy we got so deep into camel chats (laughs) because – It's the sort of thing that could either have been incredible like it was or super boring. (laughs) And it was amazing.
1: There's so much that I learned about camel chats. And you know how I love facts, right? Just like a few facts that'll sit in my brain and just. Do you think think
0: the audience knows that you're as interested or more in facts than what I am? I think when people probably think about us, they're like, oh, Josh is probably the guy that wants the facts and the numbers and the stuff. But we always have conversations about. Little weird details about people before we talk to them or after or whatever.
1: Yeah, and I, I just, but I do like to squirrel away a few facts that I can spit out at other people. So I'm going to put away that um, wool bale fact about 200 kilos because of camels. <laughs>
0: That's an interesting. That's one. getting yeah. thrown
1: out. Same as when we had Luke Hunter on the fo- and we and-
0: <laughs> yeah. So if you don't know who we're talking about, that was Luke Hunter. <laughs>
1: And I learn about clean lines and paddle gaps, which I throw out now occasionally when I'm talking to car guys, like I pretend that I know what's going on. (laughs) So, usually what happens is I get a nice big conversation and I'll just take a few tidbit points that are unusual and just keep them,
0: spit them out. Just to take the tangent further on (laughs) Lakanta, I was at work and- I tried to have a conversation with a straight-up car guy using those <laughs> kinds of terms, but he's into modern sports cars.
1: And they're not supposed to have yeah,
0: paddle so, gaps? No, they don't talk about paddle <laughs> gaps and clean lines and engine whatevers, and I'm like, okay, I, I'm there's obviously another car guy we have to get on here.
1: <laughs> well, thank you, because I would have probably thrown myself under the bus. I'm glad you did it first. But, yeah, no, John Arthur Elliott, I am – now, following him on all his socials, I know for a fact that he has walked one another magnificent bridge. He walked a five-kilometre bridge across Hobart in the middle of peak hour traffic. <laughs> Not quite as um, magnificent as the Bethanga Bridge, obviously, but the distance and that. I know it was quite a nerve-wracking experience was to it... walk across with camels. Is that bridge 100
0: metres high? It's a big bridge. Yeah, I saw the photo or the drone shot of that and it's yeah. unbelievable.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah. So, and we'll put the the footage of the Pithanga one up, I reckon.
0: I'm hoping at some point in the future that we'll be able to get him back on.
1: Oh, if he comes anywhere near us, I'm I'm going to find him and meet him in person, cuz I should have done it when I had the opportunity earlier on.
0: Yeah, so how do people actually know where he's going to be there? Is that all? Is he? Yeah. You can track him in real time. He's got a
1: tracker. It seems quite stalkerish now that I'm thinking of it. (laughs) (laughs) But um, he he has it all on his Genmain app on his socials. So follow his socials, John Arthur Elliott. And he's usually doing like a little story every day. So you can sort of track where he is at each time. Yeah. Cool guy. You certainly don't
0: want to miss him because for people that are listening now that are interested in him. If they find out that he came through and it was two weeks earlier, that would kind of suck. So. Yeah, it would suck.
1: <laughs> it would suck. Um, I'm just happy that. Why is my brain just malfunctioning oh, right now? Just... Okay. I need my brain is malfunctioning because I need a coffee. I've I, I haven't actually had coffee today, and it's because I need people to buy me a coffee, please.
0: <laughs> that was a. The best and most desperate pitch you've ever made. <laughs> really, really. <laughs> so, like,
1: Josh has to put up with a lot. And if I get like this without caffeine, I, like this stuff takes a long time to get clarity in my brain. And it would just help if I had some caffeine, please.
0: <laughs> yeah. So support PunchingSideways.com. You can click on the Buy Me A Coffee button. You can also share the show from there. And the easiest way still is just to go to the website and press play on something. It doesn't matter how. Technical or non-technical, you are. Everyone can kind of manage that, can't they?
1: Yeah, but even I can do it. Yep. even without coffee, but I'd prefer some coffee, please. <laughs>
0: that's best, and I'd prefer to her to have some. Yeah. So, righto. Well, thanks, Melza. Thank you to everyone listening to John for all his time. I think he gave us nearly double what he was going to. So, yep. yeah, that's amazing. And yeah, I think you mentioned you could have talked to him all day. It actually had that feeling.
1: Yeah, it was great.
0: There was a few times where I had to remember we are doing an interview, not just having a chat with a guy.
1: I know, <laughs> I know, I know. It was amazing.
0: Righto. See you, mate.
1: Later.